0: starting a brand new business takes a lot of grit you're going to grow that business into a few locations maybe eight nine locations takes a ton of grit you're going to let it all go and let someone else do it that's almost impossible our guest is Brian Cruz next this
1: is a dash of grit recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours. Here is Brian Leflock.
0: And let's get cooking. You know, when you start a business, not everybody gets to start a business, but if you are fortunate enough to take that leap and take that step and go get it done, it's just about that business. Just all the things that got to get done to get the business and you might not even be able to envision what the future looks like. It either always is just that business, it's multiple businesses, multiple locations. Who knows? I think it's that key first step of going out of the unknown and getting it done. And it requires a ton of grit. A lot of you out there know what that's like. A lot of you are going to learn about it now with our guest. He is the founder. Uh, current director of growth and development of Sergeant Clean Car Wash. He's also a commercial real estate agent. We haven't talked about that before, but a lot of grit as a Marine as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Cruz from Sergeant Clean Car Wash.
1: Thanks, Brian. I appreciate you having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I don't mind sharing the story. I've wanted you to be on this show since I think I actually created Dash of Grit just so you would be on it. Uh, I, I, I just, oh, I, I, I met you through LinkedIn and you didn't even know it. So I stalked you for a little while. I was like, this guy is doing a lot of stuff and I think people need to hear his story. And so um, finally I twisted your arm enough um, yeah. that you joined us. So, <laughs> So thank you very much for being our guest. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No, thanks. It was, uh, yeah, just like you had said, it was uh, some grip to get where we're at now. (laughs) Uh, But no, I appreciate being on here. And, you know, and reciprocity has just really been a big part of my life. I had a lot of good mentors and advisors along my business career that have helped and given me the time of day. So I'm happy to reciprocate that. I'm just glad, Brian, we found some time to uh, actually do it, to make it happen.
0: I wasn't going to give up. I this I'm a greedy person myself. So what it was going to happen one way or the other. So, Brian, hey, do me a favor, Sergeant Clean Car Wash, give me, we're going to talk about some of the hurdles that you had to overcome to build what you have now and the success that you've generated. But first, let's talk about that success. Let us know what you're doing. Tell me some great things about the company. Share with folks what's going on with Sergeant Clean Car Wash and with you, Brian Cruz. Yeah.
1: So um, so we have seven locations now throughout northeast Ohio. Uh, we started with our first one back in March of 2013, but we are an express exterior car wash. So you get in, you get out, three, four minutes later, uh, you're on your, uh, on, on your way to wherever you're headed. Uh, we also offer free vacuums at all of our locations. Mm. And then we currently have two under construction. So we're making our way slowly to the east side. Uh, we have a location under construction in Streetsboro, which should be done in June. And then we've got one in Cuyahoga Falls that's under construction, and that's probably August, September time frame. Okay. Um, but uh, we just opened our seventh one in the northern end of Strongsville uh, about two or three months ago. So so far so good.
0: And, and you're doing things that I mean I think of car washes. I, I you know you're doing like the free vacuum and different things. It's there's some things different about you guys, isn't
1: there? Yeah, I think you know a lot of time you know you, you get to see me or you get to hear me. You don't get to hear and see the other hundred team members that we have now, which is crazy. You know when we started. Having you know, uh, I I always describe it as the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker on behalf of myself, and they're all the duties you have to do as an entrepreneur. But then you look around, and we started with you know maybe ten, you know, or or a dozen odd team members, and now we're here, you know, over a hundred. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. And I always pride ourselves on our team. You know, uh, people ask what's the difference, and it's the smiling, the waving, the you know, we're happy to see you. And this is uh, a moment where we get three or four minutes in someone's lives. In our daily hectic craziness, that we get to put a smile on their face, wave, say hey, it's good seeing you again, and let me uh, kind of maybe wash the day away, uh, you know, metaphorically, or take care of their most prized possession, their vehicle, and um, it's a good opportunity. We got really good people.
0: I love how, uh, how 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 entrepreneurs and business people can find the good in just about anything, right? It's it, it, some of us are out there. It's a car wash. Come on, what are you? And you're you. It's a way to touch people's lives and make their lives better and, and do great things. And I think that's phenomenal. And so let's talk about the creation of Sergeant Clean Car Wash. Let's talk about some grit. It's never easy to build your own business, start your own business, at least take it from one to eight and wherever you're going to go from now. But let's (laughs) talk about some some times when it wasn't so easy. Let's inspire some folks that they can do it too. But uh, tell us some horror stories about the early days of Sergeant Clean Car Wash.
1: (laughs) And you know, it's just like, so I was in the Marines for eight years. So I kind of describe it as, you know, my entrepreneurship was like boot camp. So you go in, not to detract from any of the other services. So, you know, Army, Navy, they all have their boot camps. Yep. And the Marines is, you know, the, the longest, the hardest, the toughest. Obviously, I'm partial. But it was okay. just like in, in, in my business world where um, I joke a lot, but our first location, our first car wash was in Strongsville, Ohio. And I'm going to bypass the long story. We, we met an individual who was a distributor. Uh, in the car wash space. He was born and raised in Strongsville. And he said, I just got just the car wash. It's perfect for you. It's distressed. You can't do any worse than what they're doing. Okay. I thought, well, Great. Set the bar low. Yeah. Thanks for thinking a lot of me, you know, I'm not going to ruin what's already ruined, but um, it was, it was distressed. And to be polite to, to, to the previous owner, it just was a different space that we're wanting to do different things. And it was an opportunity for us to take over, but they had 176 liens on the property.
0: The property had 176 liens.
1: 176. So when I called, how does we,
0: that happen?
1: Just like in any, in any business owner, in our in our previous slice, we were in the beverage store space. Yeah. So we, we grew from one to four beverage drive-through stores, and people get into sales taxes and the rob Peter to pay Paul. Oh yeah, I'll pay that back next month, and next month doesn't yeah. happen. Just like people with credit card. People day, get into know? credit
0: card problems. It's the same for
1: businesses. Okay. And I always tell everybody, debt is only a problem if you can't control it and you can't manage it and you can't control it. And that's what happened. And it spiraled out of them and they didn't pay any form of tax since 2009. It just was a bad situation, which thankfully to them, we were able to come in and rescue. We've done this to a beverage store before, okay, but on this larger scale, you know, (laughs) it was talking about 10 or 20,000, but we, we ended up saving that business, you know, helping them and then in, in turn helping us. But. Our attorney at the time was just, you know, kind of a, uh, a general attorney. You know, he could do wills and power of attorneys and then help with the business. And he ended up uh, growing up with my family on my mom's side. So he, the first meeting, he goes, I don't care about client attorney privileges. I'm calling your mom. She's going to kill me. Oh, my god! gosh. For, 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 you know, work with a location with all these leads, Brian. But through grit, through hard work and determination, we said at the end of this, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of capability to take this business from something to you know from 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 nothing to something, and uh we worked through it eighteen months of painstaking grueling agony and excel sheets uh we ended up clearing all these liens and then buying the property but we ran and ran it as a property management agreement during that time period, okay and then once everything was good, we closed in the property and away it went
0: okay, so you had you took eighteen months to fix it and you and you you does that mean you had kind of an out? Like if it wouldn't work, you kind of
1: you know, yep. wash yeah. your hands we were, of it. We were almost on a month-to-month management agreement and 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 we paid a little bit of money on that management agreement to, to kind of for the previous owner to make ends meet. But we just said, hey, we got to take full reins. Uh, we're gonna take complete control of the business, kind of like Marcus Lemonis. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. On, on that is, hey, I'm a hundred percent in charge. We're gonna kind of run this. And we really just went into car washing completely unknown and ignorant and crazy obstacle of 176 liens and figured it out.
0: Interesting. So a lot of folks want to go into a business and it's kind of a, 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 a clean slate. They're going to, I'm going to start this. I'm going to get going. And, and, and they don't have that. You had it. and You knew it was there. Right. At some point, did it feel like it wasn't going to work, that you weren't going to be able to pull it off? What was that like when you're like, look, I just, that had to be kind of struggling for you
1: yeah um, being a marine, you know, and and in the Marines, there was candidness, right? You could okay. be completely candid, you could be straight up front and honest with your fellow brethren, you know, the camaraderie side of thing, but also your superiors. if they walk in and go, "Hey, Brian, you're not doing it right, redo it, fix it. Boom, it was candid, and you did it. There was no, let's talk about it, let's figure this out. You know <laughs> kind of where we are now, and I think a lot of that came down to several moments where I can't control the other people. I can't control. The agencies, I can't control people other than Brian and, and Andrew, the, my, my business partner at the time. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, we can control what we could. We just tried to keep the other groups motivated and saying, hey, there's an end in mine and let's get to this. But yeah, there were several times that I wanted to give up and go, this is stupid.
0: This what kept is- you going then? If, if there were times, because like I say, you can just wash your hands of it. You were kind of in a good spot and yep. yet you kept forcing through, even though it didn't look like you, you're going, what, what kept you going?
1: Yeah. Just well. one. I never give up. Okay. I'm just that type of person. Like you always should be. Once you make a commitment to something, you stick with it. I yeah. tell that to my six-year-old and nine-year-old all the time. If they may not want to go out and play baseball that day, or they're tired and they have this hockey game or hockey. No, you made a commitment to you and your team yeah. and you get your, you know, B-U-T-T out on the ice and skate and do what you told mm-hmm. you were going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I kept telling myself that plus I've been through a lot of adversity in the Marines Um, growing up, a grandfather of mine that was really close to me, passed away when I was about 16. My parents went through a divorce. So it was just all this grit and determination is this bad thing happened. I'm going to go through with this. You know, my stepfather passed away. He went in with pneumonia. You got lung cancer. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And it just was like, he would have not wanted me to, to give up. My grandfather would not. I just think of those people that touched my life in many different ways and going, yeah, I'm not only letting Brian down and my wife and kids, but also these people that helped me in my life and navigate where I'm at. I just couldn't give up on them. And I also looked at, which is odd, the seller who was in this awkward scenario. And I said, this may not look like a blessing and help now because they're ultimately have to pay for all these liens and, you know, to get everything cleared, but I can help this person get onto a normal way of doing life Mm. instead of struggling and I just kept going, and I said, "At the end of this is going to be a really good reward on the tangible side, but eighty percent of this is this intangible." I'm not just going to give up. I'm going to keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something that drives you, Brian? I, 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 you've mentioned it two or three times, and I'm picking up on it. It's just always about the people that you're working with. It feels to me it's not even about the business so much. It's how can I help improve someone's life? Is that part of what drives you?
1: Yeah, I just, I just love people. You know, I just think. That's and I'm awesome. not going to get religious on you, but, you know, I just think a lot of like Jesus and his passion for people. Yes, sir. Who did he help? The, the people who were like down on their luck, like the, the, the worst of the worst and the, the lepers and like all the people that no one wanted, yep. you know, and I just think, man, if, if he can do that and just that humanitarian, you know, like reach out, not that I'm doing this all for people. Obviously, it's a business. We make money you yeah. know I provide for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it just kind of gives, you know, an opportunity to think more, you know, not about ourselves but more about others. Bigger
0: picture, bigger purpose.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think of um just what we could do and impact on, you know, the what we're making through our people here even at Sergeant claim Yeah. Is, you know, 9 years later I get to see people that are having kids, you They're know. Still inside. with you and just yeah. You know, Isn't they're good. growing and just doing really good things. And it just makes me think, wow, this is awesome. They're buying homes. They, they you, know, they're, you know, they're buying vehicles or, you know, whatever the case may be, they're going out with their life, and, and we get to supply that opportunity for them. And I think it's important and special.
0: I remember it was just a little while ago I, at Spire, I was the fourth or fifth employee. And at one point I said, look, there's only three kids in this whole company and they're all three mine. You know, we were a small company and, and, and uh, 10 years later, we have these get togethers. And there's kids running around everywhere and it feels good, doesn't it? It's like, hey, yeah. this is what it's all about. And so, so now you're growing. So, so you got the liens paid and you got the one. Why in the <laughs> world would you want to add two? But now you're, you're, you're bordering <laughs> on eight. Talk to, me, talk to me a little bit about the struggles of, uh, of that kind of growth.
1: Yeah. Well, you say that I think of uh, <laughs> our attorney at the time. He's like, I have to drug test you and you have to scan your brain. Because I have to have other reasons to explain to your mom why you are the way you are. Um, but yeah, and I, and I think there was another struggle is, you know, when, when we grow and when we have two locations or three, they're not twice as hard or three times as hard. It's just exponentially harder. Hmm. And there was a- Why pickle. is that? Why is that? It's just the problems are just multiplied further, you know? So it's really four times four yep. or five times five because you're getting more and more people. Mm-hmm. when you run one location, you can do everything for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. at our first Sergeant clean, we had detailing and yeah, we got you. We'll clean the, uh, you know, inside of the vehicle. We'll clean the outside. We'll do spot detailing. We'll towel dry, whatever. You want me to park your car for five bucks? I'll do it. You know? Yeah. yeah whatever and, it takes to pay the bills. Right. Yep. And as we went through the process of, you know, defining and refining our business model, we had to be disciplined to say what's our core focus What's going to be important to us? And why are the consumers coming to see us? Well, it was the majority versus the minority. And they wanted a clean car in a quick, easy manner. And we said, okay, well, let's put the hand of the detailing inside the consumers. Where, Brian, you can pull in at Medina or any of our locations and do a quick little vacuum because the kids got pretzels in the back seat. Mm -hmm. You don't need to pay for a full detail. And you clean it to your perfection, not allowing us because separation between Expectations is completely different. And we just couldn't fulfill that. And it, it really hurt me because I wanted everyone to be happy and I wasn't making everyone happy. You know, I couldn't you would come in and pay 20 bucks for a quick full service and be more than satisfied. But the one person who comes once every two years, well, they paid 20 bucks and expected the 20000 dollars detail. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And we look back and I said, Well, what's the expectations? And we need to redefine our business model. And that was stay in your vehicle. Get in, get out as fast as you can and offer free vacuums. So we changed our business model. And that was a struggle to go through, you know, during that particular point in time. And I just had to bite my tongue and, you know, bear down and use as much, you know, grit as possible to say, I need to tell people no. Mm -hmm. And this is our business model. I love you. Please spend money here, but I'm not going to do everything.
0: And was the change in the business model designed for profit maximization and and being able to do growth? Or was it more about customer experience? What what did you have to improve? A little bit of both?
1: Yeah, it was really a combination of all that. As more and more we did, we, we did a bunch of research on the car wash industry and then where the retail space was going. And it was get me in, get me out. You know, people want stuff immediately. And at the time, Amazon was not kicking off, but it was early stages, where someone can want, I don't know, cough syrup, and the next morning it's sitting there at your door, and you never had to leave the home. Yeah. And we started putting two and two together, and went, "Yeah, people want to get in, get out. We want the most efficient process and a clean, dry, and shiny car, and we'll let them do their own cleaning."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that was a point, but really, it was at that four to five location where I had to step back, and this became a a tough you know, a gritty situation, if you will, where I had to kind of be a big boy and put my big boy pants on, as I tell my wife, where I had to relinquish custody in, in a sense of the car wash.
0: Of your baby. Yeah. yeah. You started yeah. the first one, you were there for the second one, you redid the business model and now you're growing and you can't handle it and it's going to fail, right?
1: Yeah. And and it's right when we did, I think it was about the fourth to fifth car wash. Mm-hmm where we're bringing on people. Now granted I'm hiring these people. So my mentors and my business partners said, this is the people you hired. You had trust enough to put them on the hiring block and bring them on. You need to trust them to do their job, but, but it
0: all—it
1: it was so hard. And, and Brian, there was sleepless nights. Like I said, it was crying. You know, it was emotional. It was draining. Uh, I, I don't know if I shared this with a lot of people, but we were, I was on a trip with my wife and we were going to, um, Oh gosh. Um, all the way with okay. my kids. And I said, you need to pull the car over. I think I'm having a heart attack. Oh man. And we pulled over and we went to a hospital because it was just so much anxiety, but it all went away. The moment I got up in front of our team and I said, yes, I am the founder. Yes, I am Sergeant clean or whatever, you know, how you ever you see me from the first time you met, you know, now, but you're the marketing director. I don't need to be in every marketing meeting. I don't need to approve a mm. brochure. You're the one in charge for that specific thing. And it went to operations and it went to my business partners, our, our CEO. And that was the best thing that I ever did in my entire life, both on the, the health side of things, because it just felt this heavy burden. Like I had to, it wasn't, some of it was like, I should be there for every meeting and every approval and everything. And, it's they, your felt, company. and they felt the same way. Like it'd be yeah. disrespectful if we don't involve Brian. Yeah, But I'm telling you at, Two, you know, two or three years ago from that moment, it's just been phenomenal. It's just been life-changing for me, for my family, that I didn't carry that burden. I don't carry that weight anymore. And I got to, like I said, put my big boy pants on and be humble and know that these people are in place for a reason. Ryan, who's our operations director, may not run operations how Brian wants it, but 80, 90% of what Brian expects is perfect. Okay.
0: But... I get that, but this is your company. You look like the guy that's on the logo. Like you said, am Uh, I Sergeant Clean? Right, right. That's, that's, I think that's you.
1: That's me, yeah.
0: Saying you're going to give ownership, give up responsibilities is one thing. Actually doing it is another. Give me some, what, what was the hardest part about actually making that? Transition? Was it coming up with the idea and realizing you had to do it? Was it actually doing it? Was it following through with it? Because I've seen business leaders and, and organization leaders, hey, you're in charge, you're in charge. Yeah, except for this one thing, and except for this one thing, and they hold on.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, I have a really good business partner who was my mentor, and he bought, you know, he had sold his business. And I watched him and, and, and he was help mentoring me. And then he had sold his business. And then his wife was like, get him out of the house. No, I'm okay. mm-hmm. yeah. you kidding. Know, I know how curious. that works. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. became more of a mentor and then turned into an investor. And what I wanted was in a mentor and advisor is accountability. So there was one point where I'm calling and saying these struggles to him and another mentor. And they're like, well, what are you going to do about it? But they allowed me to come up with the answer and the solution. And they were like, I'm going to hold you to it. And it was a while, to your point, Brian, there was a while for me to go to that meeting and do it. And, and Ken was in that meeting, unbeknownst to anybody. I just stood up and said, before everyone goes, I got something to say. And I told everybody, it was a little, I get my wife laughed because I, I, get, I cry multiple times from like the movie Rudy, but yeah, like it's yeah. emotional moments. And I, yeah. I'm this big, tough Marine, right? And it just was an emotional relief, yeah. but it was also to let everybody know like, it's okay you know, and you guys are all here for a reason and nothing needs to go through me anymore. And it was a growth moment. And everybody was in that room remembers it. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And it was the most proudest moment I know for, for my mentor and advisor and my business partner that I was able to do such a thing and think of people over self.
0: Yep. How long did it take for you to actually start to see the benefits of that very tough decision? The next day. Wow.
1: The next day our director of operations called and said, you know what? That was the most humbling thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he goes, I really thank you for, you know, giving me the reins and the opportunity. You put trust and, in
0: him and he realized that. And now he could ascend to greater yeah. heights.
1: greater heights. So that's what I, I mean. I was doing it like we all do. We go, yeah, that works out well, but can we have this happen? Can we do that? And Chris, trust me, the, the reward was immediate for him the next day. It was for me that next minute. Wow. But also I struggled and I said, Ryan, thanks for calling. Nick, Alyssa, Ken, everybody in the team on the executive. I said, Steve, if I show up like this, you got to tell me, you got to tell me to stay in my lane. And it became a big thing as a joke. Everyone was like, Mr. Cruz, stay off the showroom floor, stay in your lane. Yep. <laughs> but they held me accountable. And that was, and I thank them still today that they were able to be, I don't want to say man enough, you know, but they were strong enough. For, you know, Alyssa's of the world to go, no, you said this, I'm going to hold you accountable. We're good. Yeah. And best thing in the entire world that ever happened to me. Next to being married and having kids. Oh, and yeah. You know, all those yeah, things.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. The kids and the house. And yeah, I get that.
1: But, but I think, so, yeah, I think that's just a struggle where people think, and I know, and I see it, and I help other business owners from time to time. And I, I see they're at that point and I go, you just got to do it. And it's a lot easier to say. Yeah, buddy. But I said I was gonna do it, Brian. And it took a couple of months for that act for that to be actually put in action.
0: Mm, but I knew it. And then you could see the effects of you not making that decision. And finally you just got pushed over the edge. I, I just gotta go.
1: Right. And and Definitely. and like anybody holding me accountable, I had to make that decision on my own.
0: Should you have done it sooner? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, I mean, out, you got to build
0: it first, but you, you realize that you're actually putting a detriment and, and to actually step out of the side and let, there was a quote and I don't remember who said it. Uh, I'm not that guy. But um, if, when you hire people lesser than you, you build a small company about hire people greater than you, you build a company of giants. Uh, I think it was Rockefeller. I don't know what it was, but that sounds like what you're doing. You, and the next time you hire the manager for the next location in Streetsboro or whatever, that person's going to have that same culture to step right into, right? The bar is going to be high.
1: Yeah, and you know, it was the same thing for hiring. You know, I have a background in recruiting, and I did all the hiring at the, at, at the Car Wash for you know, our existence last year and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's kind of refreshing to go to the sites and see this new guy, and I go, hey, how's it going? I'm Brian, and they don't know who I am, and I don't know who they are. Yeah. But they know that the same values and principles and the things that I, which sounds selfish, but we started the company on, still continues to grow and flourishes, but it's not coming from Brian. I see it coming from our team and from our site leadership where they're going, oh, no, this is how we started it. This is what's important to us. So that stuff still happens, but you don't need to stand on the desk and go, hey, it's because I said this or do as I am going to tell you or, you know, act like me. Because if we had a bunch of Brian's, it'd be boring.
0: Yeah. I love how I love how letting go is showing grit. Sometimes we think I just got to work harder. I just got to work tougher. I just got to spin it more. Uh, and yet letting go, right. We're, we're running out of time. I knew we would. I, I, I'm, I'm selfishly going to ask you the next question. I know that you recently were over in, uh, in Poland helping in the Ukrainian, uh, crisis and the, uh, all the things. And, and, and I've said before that for all of us that just can't go over and do that. You did it. And I just wanted to, one, I wanted to thank you for doing it. Um, but two, I wanted to hear a little bit about um, either your experience there or the grit that they're showing, the grit that I, I know you don't want to pat yourself on the back for it, but it, it took a lot to do what you did. And I'd like you to talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, these are people in the most awkward, humbling point of their life. And, you know, here I am sitting in Strongsville, Ohio, in a home. No yep. problem. You know, yep. kids, all the luxuries of being an American and we take those things for granted. I included. And we don't know how lucky we have it. We don't. And seeing these people displaced, I thought, well, what can I do more than collecting money and sending it somewhere? And we just, you know, long story short, there was a fellow Rotarian. Uh, who's a retired fireman. And he said, I'm going to Paul. And I said, "The heck you are. I'm going with you. Yeah, buddy. And it was such a great experience to see these People in this vulnerable point in their life, uh, just just doing it, you know. And these are the majority of them are women and children, uh, elderly that are walking. I mean, many many stories. Uh, Alina walked with her 68 year old grandma, 16 hours to safety in Poland. Wow. There was another mom with a 11 month old, three year old, and six year old, 12 hours to safety in Poland, and just. There are no, like if you and I said, hey, we're going to get up for an adventure and walk to Columbus, Ohio, well, we just start down 71 and every every other exit's a grocery store yeah. or a convenience store or a hotel. There was none of that. And just for them to, to think of their family first and think of the, just the horrible thing that's going on over there right now, for them to have grit, determination, and will to get to safety. And then when they get there, Brian, it's orderly and disciplined. There was no pushing, no shoving. They're all there for a common purpose. All the volunteers were there to help. There was tons of an abundance of volunteers, and then they had a battle plan to move on. It wasn't like they're sitting there and they're stagnant. Mm. They're they're finding refuge in Germany or France or England or you know they're they're going on with their lives. or they're going back to Ukraine. Yep. Um, and it's just, it, I I was thankful enough to have the opportunity to see. And I mean, we raised over sixty six thousand dollars. Um, you know, in a short period of time for our trip, we made a great impact. And um, uh, I'm I'm thankful that the good Lord gave me that opportunity.
0: Yeah. So many different examples of, of grid. And we think we're showing it here. Like you said, you know, man, it's just hard to get in my car and drive all the way to work. Right. And, and, and these things going on and, and uh, it doesn't minimize the work that we put in, but it just puts a different face on it. And like I said, not all of us, either took the opportunity or could take the opportunity. And you did. And just like in your career in the uh, military, you know, thank you for your service and thank you for doing the things that you do for those that you do it. So thank you again for all, for sharing that story.
1: Yeah, no. And I always tell everybody, you know, I remember my grandfather used to say, if you think you got a bad, wait 20 seconds. Yeah, I didn't realize that till I got older. And what he was wanting me to do is think of all the things I'm grateful for in 15 or 20 seconds. And you know, a lot of time it's not to your point, it's not going on an airplane and traveling over to poland during a war it could be just helping an elderly neighbor it could be any neighbor right they don't have to be elderly just be raking leaves or being good stewards in our community and volunteering and helping out those are what make good things you know capable and Once again, you know, thanks for having me
0: on. I appreciate it. You got it. The Dash of Grit podcast is brought to you by Spire. Spire creates results-driven digital marketing and websites that help companies grow. Are you ready to break through the barriers that hold your company back? Take your growth higher with Spire. Learn more at spiread.com. Brian, again, I set you up really high and you delivered. (laughs) Thank you very much for being a guest On a dash of grid. In case someone wanted to uh, to reach out to you to for anything as far as uh, information about the things you shared, is that okay if they do? How might they find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. Yep. Um. So you can shoot me a message through LinkedIn. just Brian Cruz, and and, uh, happy to help and happy to answer.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Brian Cruz. He is with and the founder and CEO and uh, director of, uh, he, actually, he'll tell you now that he doesn't do anything, but we, <laughs> we, we know that's not completely the right truth of Sergeant Clean Car Wash locations near you. I am Brian Leffelock. This is Dash of Grit. We do this every week. And until next time, stay gritty and win the day.
1: This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.